right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 156 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome to the show. Please, if you enjoy it, consider subscribing. Also, spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast to anyone you know that is in the same position we are in and needs the same help we all need. And most of all, if the app that you're listening to, the Ranting Weight Watcher on, allows you to give a rating. If you could please give a four-star or five-star rating for the show, this will change the algorithm so when other people decide to look for a weight loss-related podcast, my weight loss podcast will show up higher on the list. So if that's something you're willing to do, please, it is probably the best thing you can do to support the show. Spread the word and rate the show. Now, I got lots to talk about today. Let's get into this! Well, I got an announcement to make. I, uh received another voicemail and I also got a text message from two different people in regards to the anniversary. So I'm going to read the text message first and then we'll play the uh, voicemail. The text message comes from Charlotte. She's a member of the consistency group, a very uh, longtime listener of the show. Hi, Donato. This is Charlotte. I love your podcast. I love your voice. I love your personality. You have a big heart. Friday is an awesome day each week because I always look forward to hearing your next episode. Congratulations on reaching the three-year milestone. Your podcast has been an awesome influence in my life. I have actually lost more weight while listening to you and working with all of the Consistency Challenge Facebook peeps than I have in any formal weight loss program. The community you have created is very supportive. You have shared your journey with us, and we have all found parts of our journey woven into yours. We recognize our mistakes when you talk about your mistakes. We've grown. We've changed, and we are all doing better 
because you decided to share your journey with us. I love how you call me out on my excuses. I can actually hear your voice in my head saying, get your ass off the sofa and do the damn work. I appreciate you sending me that audio clip. Thank you for all you have done. God bless you. I hope to hear you for many years to come. I look forward to watching your journey to the next level. Thank you for caring enough about all of us to nudge us along when we need it. Congratulations again on another successful year. Thank you so much, Charlotte, for that text. And now, Cheryl from Ohio. Hi, Donato. My name's Cheryl. I'm from Ohio. Like one of my favorite affirmations I learned on your show, I think though the way you said it was focus on the plan and you'll lose the weight and focus on the weight and you'll lose the plan. I've always lost the plan and gained back the same 100 pounds over and over by my dysfunctional thinking. This time, when I lost the weight, I searched for an anchor. I love the I love Weight Watchers, but Weight Watchers, don't worry, be happy attitude is the opposite of what I needed. I needed tough love. I needed to be to face reality check every day of my life. I wanted to focus on this plan the rest of my life and never gain back the weight this time. I know the plan works. I've lost 100, 100 pounds multiple times now. I weigh myself every day, so it's not that I don't focus on weight because I do, because I weigh myself every day. But the saying tells me to never drop sight of the plan and my health will follow. The chunk food is not worth losing what I gain by losing. I found my anchor with you, Donato. I listen to your podcast every single day. It will be one year that I've maintained between 95 and 100 pound loss. I want to thank you for being my anchor. Thank you so much, Cheryl. That was a beautiful voicemail. Thank you so much for both of you for listening to the podcast and supporting me in what I'm doing here. I have one more announcement. I officially have a date scheduled for my first DEXA scan. That date is set for September 23rd, 2023 at 8 a.m. Everything I've been waiting for transforms that day. I can't wait. I'm very excited for that day. Journey Updates. I am down this week 2.8 pounds. Since it's the first weigh-in in September, I am down 2.8 pounds for the month. Total loss since January 2019 is 171.2 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to the 175-pound milestone is 3.8 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to the 200-pound milestone is 28.8 pounds. Phase 3, week 5, ended with only one successful day. Week 20, calorie average is 2,229 calories per day. Week 20, protein average is 233 grams per day. Week 20, carb average is 181 grams per day. 
and week 20 fat average is 69 grams per day. So there were so many questions that were left in the Ask Donato Anything posts. And maybe what I might do is make Ask Donato Anything part of the show, like a segment in the show. But today, there's one question in particular that stood out, and it came from Trudy. The question was, do you ever get caught up in a binge day or weekend? This question brings so many things up all at once, so I decided to make this the topic of this episode. Because there are different behaviors. I Obviously, I battled with binge eating right? But in the evolution of my journey, binge eating took different forms at different times. So I'm going to take you back in time a little bit, and then we're going to move forward to present day. Binge eating prior to gastric bypass was not just, okay, let me just say it like this. It was like a daily thing, to be honest with you. On my rise to 460 pounds, typical everyday occurrences were, were trips to McDonald's or trips to Burger King. And an example of a trip to McDonald's is going to be the double quarter pounder with cheese meal. At that time, there was still super size available. So double quarter pounder with cheese, super size fries, and the super size drink. Most of the time, I got iced tea. And that was sweetened iced tea. I would then add a second super size fry. I would get an order of 20-piece nuggets. And for the ride home, I would get a Big Mac. I would eat the Big Mac while driving home. When I got home, I would definitely eat the rest of that food. This was a normal occurrence. Burger King stop would look more like this. Two double Whoppers with cheese. Two king-size fries. A king-size drink. I believe they had a 10-piece chicken nugget. Eat the two double Whoppers when I got home. Eat all of the fries. Eat all of the chicken nuggets. And drink all of that drink. And again, we are talking about sweetened iced tea. If I had to look back and take a guess at what the caloric intake for just this meal was, or either of those two meals, they gotta be they gotta be in the three thousand range or more. Three thousand, four thousand calories easy. But this was a regular occurrence. We're going to fast forward a little bit. And it's going to be post-op, but it's going to be right before 
I joined WW in 2019. Binge eating took on a different form at this time. I would obviously not be able to eat as much food at one time because of the gastric bypass at this point. So my eating style changed. It became many little snacks all day long. An example of how I behaved or how I binge ate after gastric bypass. Every Monday on my way to work, I would leave for work just a few minutes early because next door to my job was a CVS pharmacy. Now, you know, every CVS pharmacy has general little grocery things or whatever that you could buy in the store, and there's a junk food aisle. There's even stuff like cereal, cookies, all kinds of stuff. I would go in there every Monday, and I'd probably spend somewhere between 50 and $75 a week I would get all kinds of junk food we're talking about crackers potato chips so I, I, I'd spend a lot of time getting the Pringles because they were in those harder containers and they couldn't be crushed right I would buy stuff like wheat thins various other different kinds of crackers because they were in boxes. I would buy all kinds of sugary cereal. I would buy granola bars, pretzels, all kinds of things, gummy snacks like Starburst, Skittles, gummy worms, all kinds of things. Sometimes I'd go crazy getting cans of mixed nuts. Literally, I would spend almost $100 a week and I would fill, do you know, when you're sitting at an office desk, the bottom drawer on either side is supposed to be to hold files. It's really deep, big drawer. Every Monday, that drawer on my desk at work, it was filled to overflowing, sometimes to the point where I would have to keep some snacks out until I started eating things because I couldn't close the drawer otherwise. I would start on Monday and by Friday, the drawer would be empty. I literally did this every week. When I started Weight Watchers in 2019, breaking this habit because literally, the CVS was so close to my job. It was like this, almost the same parking lot. That's how close they were. There was this little small side street in between the two parking lots. No effort at all to go from one building to the other. If I wasn't early enough. Like I'd show up to work. 
and be there just in time to start work. But then I'd wait a little while, take a 10 minute break and go over and go crazy shopping. Now, would I spend $50 anymore? Would I spend $75 anymore? No, it would be much less, but I was still doing it. When I started WW, there was something new that got introduced to the whole scenario. I would feel guilt and shame for having given in to going to the CVS to buy these snacks. This behavior led to a lot of beating myself up, condemning myself day after day, minute after minute. It was craziness, craziness. All this just led to additional binge eating because the cycle is when you become depressed at some point in your cycle, you get so low when you're in this moment that you start to look for something to make you feel better. When people want to feel better, there's your brain remembers things that made you feel good. And there are dopamine cycles related to those things. So when you give yourself those things, dopamine gets released in the brain and um, you feel good. You like that. This is the reason why people become addicted to things. Cigarettes, alcohol, food, you name it. All of these things, when given to yourself at these times to bring yourself up, the dopamine that gets attached to that cycle when you're deciding to give in to those moments, your brain never forgets the feeling. And your brain causes you to desire those things when you need a lift. At some point in my journey, I decided to start introducing exercise. I never realized that I would be creating the foundation that I applied to literally everything in my life in regards to my journey. I started to make this shift when it comes to changing my behavior versus just following a plan that a list of instructions that was giving me. I concentrated on the core behaviors that make anyone successful with WW. And I became very, very regimented with how I did them. Once all of these behaviors started changing, I also noticed that the scale, regardless of the fact that my behaviors had changed, the scale would still fluctuate. And this broke the power of the scale over my life. Seeing my work and seeing the scale still fluctuate broke the scale's power. So I concentrated on the work and everything became about my value in the work. It has transformed my entire journey. I still battle with binge eating in 2023. But binge eating has taken on yet another new form in my life. 
binge eating in 2023 is directly tied to sugar crashes. You guys know that I have hypoglycemia. I went over that in, I don't know how many months ago that was, but I had discovered by accident that the majority of the people that had received the Ruan Y gastric bypass surgery, those people also gave themselves essentially hypoglycemia. And the way that I prevent hypoglycemic issues is by staying away from stuff that's high in sugar. I've had this so many years at this point, it's very easily managed. Number one, if I don't introduce sugar, I never have the problem. But sometimes I accidentally introduce the problem. When I don't think I had much, I still create the problem. Are there mild and severe situations? Absolutely. I also know that the quickest way to regulate a sugar crash is to drink juice. If you eat something, it takes much longer. Now, there are times where psychologically I have avoided going to get the drink because I would rather eat myself to normal sugar. These are the moments that I now call binge eating because there's always junk food in my house. There's always candy from whatever situation. I mean, believe it or not, right now, we're in September, there's still Easter candy in my house. It's almost finished, just in time for Halloween candy. But knowing that juice will correct the issue much quicker, I still tend, especially if I'm in a situation where I'm alone, I will go after the candy. I'm physically choosing the candy because I want to. This is why I call it a binging. Knowing that the juice will fix the problem in less than five minutes. I go for the candy and I end up eating much more candy than I would have ever drank any sugar. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a choice I'm making. It's a conscious choice. And I'm sitting here telling you that. I know it's a conscious choice. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed but most of all you are accountable to yourself now recite with me 
the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot. Because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one. Because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. So if we're looking at just this, okay, I just painted a picture. I took you through time. I showed you what binge eating was like for me before gastric bypass, before I started WW, and now here in 2023. I took you through time, the evolution of my binge eating. Maybe you would see my binge eating now in 2023 as not really binge eating. I don't know. In my mind, it is because psychologically, I'm choosing to eat the sugar rather than drink the sugar in the times that I choose to. And the times that I choose to drink the juice, I'm choosing to drink the juice. And the desire for the candy is what separates those two decisions. This is why I call these moments binge eating. So I, we, can, we can agree that all of binge eating is psychological. There's nothing physical about binge eating. 
It's not a physical choice. It's psychological. This is the resume. I can look back at my history and tell you this is what I've done. I could easily say that all these psychological decisions are led by emotion, which is probably why I'm so against to allowing emotions in anywhere near my journey at this point. I'm not allowed to feel anything for any amount of time. When I feel joy from a good way in, it's brief and cut off quickly. When I feel sorrow from a bad way in, it's brief and cut off quickly. When I feel stress from work, anxiety, all of these things can lead to binge eating. We can say that, right? There is even reward-based binge eating. You could do so well for so long, and you may find yourself saying, I deserve to, to binge right now because I'm so stressed out with work. It sounds crazy to say it, but I'm not saying these things out of my ass here. I'm saying them because I actually, this was my rationale. I'm using what I said to myself as an example of reward-based binge eating. I would look for excuses to binge as a reward. In the end, my battle with binge eating is coming to an end the same way it started. Psychologically. Where I used to use stress as a a mechanism to go and eat. Stress is now a mechanism to get the heck out of this house and go for a walk as quickly as I possibly can. If you would have asked me four years ago when I was walking into WW that I ever saw myself doing this, there's no way I would ever have told you that. No way. Creating consistency, creating a confidence in the work I do also became the catalyst to how I would end binge eating in my life. And I noticed that there was another tool. So many things can be used in so many different ways. I have used activity points to enable many things in my time on WW. I gave you guys the instructions that you don't even need to own a Fitbit. You can use the Fitbit application on your phone and turn your phone into a tracker. Start a walk from your phone and then put the phone in your pocket and go for that walk. When you come home, you end the walk and the phone will have tracked your entire journey when you went for that walk. It would tell you the distance you traveled. It will tell you the speed that you walked, the average speed that you walked during that time period. 
But you can have some rudimentary math here as long as your weight is correct in the Fitbit app and your height is corrected in the Fitbit app. A mathematical equation will roughly tell you how many calories you burned during that walk. Connect your WW app to your Fitbit account. This walk turns into activity points. If I told you my argument was that binge eating is psychological and I told you that I found tools along the way to battle this, all of this is psychological. If we really go crazy here, the entire journey is psychological. It's more in your head than it is in your stomach. Simple as that. And if you could do anything to help your head, your stomach will benefit in the long run. And that's what I'm trying to get at here. These moments like this, where you've had a bad moment, when maybe you went out and you went crazy at a restaurant, Maybe you woke up in the middle of the night and you went crazy in the fridge. Whatever the case may be, maybe you had your sugar drop and decided to choose candy rather than a can of juice. Whatever the case may be, there are methods to psychologically change how you see the situation. Now, we all know You can't compete with what you eat. We all know that. But if the difference in your mentality goes from beating yourself up because there's a negative number there to feeling better because there's a positive number there, we can fix that psychologically. And adding activity points will fix that psychologically. I use activity points as a tool at certain points in my journey. If I'm going out to eat, I will use activity points on a Saturday night, say. If it's a holiday, I use activity points to enable the food eaten on a holiday. But in cases like this, where there was a binge eating scenario, and you see you tracked it all, because first of all, the fact that you tracked it is huge. Most people would want to forget this. The fact that you tracked the binge eating session and you're staring at that negative number shows that you are being accountable to yourself. Many, many people want to forget these things ever happened, including myself. There were times in the beginning where I pretended that if I didn't track it, it didn't happen. Plenty of times. I came to the point somewhere along the process as I evolved in this journey that it was less guilt and less shame involved if I just faced it and put it all on the tracker. It doesn't make you feel any better, but you at least know you were being true to yourself. When you stare at the mirror and you're analyzing the man or woman that's staring back at you, you are, you are stronger having done that, having tracked the embarrassing moment, however you want to call it, than you are if you don't. 
But when you stand up for yourself and you put it there and you hold yourself accountable, there's a mutual respect that builds when you're staring at that person in the mirror. I was speaking to someone recently. I don't know how long ago. And we were talking about this exact subject. About going into the negative on weeklies and using activity to bring your head above water, so to speak. And they said that they found it oddly satisfying to see the number flip from negative to positive. Like maybe they didn't get all the numbers back. Maybe they didn't earn all of the points back, but it's no longer negative. And you did that. You did that work that caused it to flip from negative to positive. There is a moment that's transformative for the mindset if you open yourself to that possibility. I know because it happened to me. When I started using activity points when I was still battling with binge eating, and it, it started to flip those moments where numbers were negative and started to flipping them to positive. It's because you have two different mentalities. Every time you open that app, if you're staring at a negative number constantly, 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 you let's say it happened at the beginning of the week. I weigh in on Saturday. I go out on Saturday night. I blow all my weeklies in one sitting. I am in the negative 50, 60, 100 points, whatever the case may be. I'm just throwing numbers out. And slowly but surely, I go out and do my three-mile walk, my four-mile walk, whatever the case may be. And I'm adding 10 points, 15 points, 20 points, depending on the length of the walk and the speed of the walk. When everything is right, you get a pretty good number coming in. And when you put the effort in, you're rewarded for your effort. All of the sudden, you go for enough walks throughout the week, the negative flips to a positive. There's something in there. There's something in that moment that makes you feel good. And I've, I've gone, I've said this so many times in the lifetime of this podcast. Use the activity points to your advantage. I'm not telling you you're going to undo what you did. It's not about undoing. You still may have a gain at the end of it all. It's not about undoing what you did. It's about psychologically changing the scenario. Some people stare at that app day after day after blowing that many points. And they start to think like, well, I'll start again Monday. I'll start again next week. And then they waste the rest of the week. Because the negative number is staring them in the face. And they may waste the rest of the week and not track any of it. Even worse. And when they don't track it, who knows how negative that number went? They don't care because they already blew it. Where if they just didn't see it that way, if they held off on that thought process, 
long enough to go for one or two walks for the next couple of days. And then they see the number going back the other way. Even if you start out with 40 weeklies and you went to four, negative 40 weeklies, let's just say it like that. But if you ended the week with two weeklies, it's better than ending the week with negative 40. You would feel like you fought back for yourself. It, it's a, I, I don't know how else to explain it to you. There is something there to be had psychologically when you fight for yourself, even if you don't fully correct what you initially created. Activity points taught me so many things along this journey. It taught me ways to deal with the holidays and special occasions. It taught me how to feel less shame and less guilt in times where I did binge eat. And it taught me the true value of food, the sweat equity, the work involved to burn that food off. Because when you do this walk, you're going to know the effort you gave. You're going to know how sweaty you came home. You're going to know how your hips bothered you, your knees bothered you, your ankles bothered you. You're going to know all that. You're going to be feeling it. And you're going to see how many points you earned. And then all of a sudden, when you're staring at scenarios where you're tempted by something, and you go and look, oh, you know what? That piece of cake looks really good. Or that this, uh, whatever, whatever it is, this drink looks really good. I, I, I'm thinking I want that margarita. And you look at how many points these items are. But then you remember the sweat equity of what it took to walk and earn that many points. The most valuable lesson I ever learned from activity points was that lesson. The sweat equity that a food item represents. Because when you're staring at it and you know the sweat equity, it is no longer, ah, so what? It's just, I, I'll just use weeklies for this. You know the work involved. It will change the way you look at food in scenarios where you would have otherwise given into the moment. It, will, it may actually just teach you how to say no once in a while. I think this episode is a great example of something that I've been trying to portray to you guys for many, many, many episodes. If there is a behavior you wish to change in your life, and it is all incredibly possible, and 
nothing will ever go the way you expect it to go. The trip back in time that we just took through all of my binge eating habits, did I ever expect that there would be different kinds of binge eating in the process of changing the behavior of binge eating? No, I never thought that. I never, honestly, I probably never really even thought about it. It was one of those things in my head that, oh, as long as I have the willpower, I can do it. But I just don't have the willpower. It's such nonsense to think this way. You see, I'm sure all of you have goals. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't have them. I want you to just for one second, close your eyes if you can, and just picture all of the goals you have. See them in your mind's eye. See yourself achieving them. They are all possible. But the one thing that separates all of you from them, there's one common thread that separates every single one of you from everything you just pictured. Your will to feel uncomfortable is the one thing that separates you. You can go through this journey and you can hold on to old things from your old life and you can do it in the way that you never feel uncomfortable. As long as you're holding on to these ways, you may be creating barriers between you and your goals. I can't say yes, I can't say no. I can say you're making it harder. That's what I can say. Because your will to go through the pain, to go through the bullshit, to go through all of the stuff that caused you to look to binge eating for comfort. Because binge eating is not something we just have. It's the medication It is not the problem. When we were going through whatever we went through in our lives, we sought to medicate ourselves. And we did this with food. Other people do this with cigarettes, with alcohol, with drugs. Our choice was just food. There are so many methods to medicate our problems. It doesn't have to be with a doctor. We can find methods. And the world is not at any odds to supply those methods. And the more you go and look, the more unhealthy the methods are. We're the only real method the one that gets you to what you want is going through all of the pain and all of the sorrow and all of the hurt that caused you to decide to medicate with binge eating in the first place. As long as you keep 
ignoring those things, you can continue to medicate. Your medications might change. It might switch from food to cigarettes, to alcohol, to drugs, to pornography, to shopping. All of these things can be medication to the problem you've been avoiding for years. Your willingness to deal with those problems head on right now is the only barrier that keeps you from all of the goals you've pictured. No one can do it for you. Only you can go through this. I can pick you up when you're down, but I can't go through it for you. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.